What's up, folks? Dun, dun, you are dun, tuned dun, dun, into dun. the failing frequency. Is that sexy? Oh, incredibly, mate. <laughs> Deep husky. Uh, my name is Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we like talking about Star Trek. We do indeed. And what track are we talking about this week? Uh, oh, we got some, uh, we got some strike news. We got some shite news. Uh, we got, we got an episode of Lower Decks, uh, called something. And, uh, empathological got... <laughs> fallacies. Empathological fallacies. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and very short treks. I just realized the, the name of the very short treks. Holograms all the way down. It totally That's like that's that's like a logical fallacy. Yeah. And and the it's 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 all come together. It's all. I didn't come even notice. Together. I didn't oh, even man. notice. I'm like busy. Like now I have a day job, and a baby. Hmm. So so like things already used to fly over my head, but now. <laughs> goodness yeah yeah you're just constantly it's just um shit and nappies flying over your head as well the shit and the nappies aren't the problem like i was saying to you before we started recording it's mm. the puke it's they didn't puke. tell me how much they would puke yeah what's the point uh, in feeding anyway. them so much if they're just gonna puke what's the point in waking no, up to waste. do feedings it's a waste it's a waste of perfectly good tea milk yeah anyway uh, how you doing, Mike? I'm all good. I'm all good. Living the dream. I've got family um, here on the weekend, so my um, lovely spare bedroom behind me is going to be used up, sadly. Um, but other than that, I'm, as I say, living the dream, looking forward to family, really. But should we start talking about Star Trek and then Yeah, man, let's, talk, let's talk about Star Trek. Let's let's start off. Let's, let's knock out our least favorite um, uh, recurring villain. Of the failing frequency, um, let let's. Um, I mean, it's been a while since I. When was the last time you beat a dead horse? Let's let's beat a dead horse. Um, oh god damn it! I lost the freaking. We we do it every um, third or fourth show here. So <laughs> yeah, every, every every third or fourth show, Lindsay Beer mm. uh, has uh, has recently come out and said like, "No, guys, don't worry, don't worry. Mm. Star Trek Four is still happening." Yeah, th it this is. was in response to obviously the writer strikes are coming to an end. So everyone's asking yep. the writers, you know, that because they're free articles for screen rant and stuff like that. Oh, what does the end of the writer strike mean for Star Wars? What does it mean for Star Trek? I saw one where it was, what does it what mean for Stargate? And I'm like, exactly what it's meant for Stargate for the nothing. last decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely um, nothing. And, and th this person's a writer on star trek 4 one of the many writers that have been and yeah you're lying i i don't care yeah. if you've got a star trek 4 script there's no money for filming a star trek 4 it's not gonna happen lady yeah um lindsey beer um in in a in an interview with collider um said that um she was is it she who is lindsey beer 
for she's for, she's one of the writers um she's one of the writers she the said current that, writers uh, on four. she she was excited to work on the on the project um but had to hop off the star trek project to write pet cemetery bloodlines a prequel to 2019's pet cemetery a mm. sequel that I didn't know was happening to a movie that I completely forgot happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, clearly, so did she, because if she if she knew one thing about Pet Cemetery, she would know that sometimes, sometimes, dead is better. Yeah. Um. Uh, so we've got this uh, Trek movie article. They're talking. They 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 cite a couple of previous articles of theirs. Um, mm. One where they mentioned that Zoe Saldana mentioned in a... God, there's so much citation. There's no original stories anymore, is there? Um, no. So this article is citing another article that cites a Zoe Saldana 20 Questions interview um, where she mentioned that, um, that uh, scheduling problems um, and also that she thinks it was prob it probably has something else to do with the project. Okay, uh, and then it cites another article that cites uh, an interview they did at uh, that Zachary Quinto did at STLV 2023, uh, saying I think it's about different people having different agendas and ideas about what it will be. Yeah, I don't think and the money that they're willing to pay for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I mean that's probably quite right, you know. Uh, the the create on the creative side, they're probably like, yeah, we we'll make a we'll make a, a Star Trek movie. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll make a good one. Then you've got the studio who's like, no, we'll make like a, a summer blockbuster with some of the some of the world's highest paid actors. Um, the most valuable female star at the moment, probably, or the the one that has the highest box office ever. Yeah. Zoe Saldana. A guy who, and then Chris Pine, a guy who looks like a mountain man and just enjoys shooting his own films at the moment. So he's just finished his yeah. first directorial debut. Zachary Quinto, who prefers stage and smaller films now anyway. Um, and they're, and they're just American free of the cast. horror story. Yeah. That's just free of the cast. So to get everyone back on the same day, when you normally do announce that you're doing a movie without telling them, is going to be pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Uh, if it does happen, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Be nice um, to see them again, but it's not going to happen. Nah. Um, no. And also, like, not only is it not going to happen, it doesn't need to happen. Like... No. <laughs> Like, literally, no one is asking for this. We've kind of shifted back to the Prime Universe anyway. So yeah. we don't need to keep being in Kelvin at all. No, we've got um, skinny Kirk with mm. skinny, skinny neck and big jaw Kirk. And we like him. We've decided that we like him now. Yeah. So let's keep him. And you have to pay them, you know, le less than 10% that you have to pay, Pine. Oh, and we've got Ethan Peck as well. Talk about yeah. Peck. Pecks. Oh. Gosh. 
Um, yeah, we don't yeah. we don't need we don't need these guys. Thanks anyway. No. Thanks. Yeah. But no thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Yeah, as uh, as Mike mentioned before, the that stupid little look at me, I still exist from uh, from Lindsay Beer uh, comes in the wake of the Writers Guild of America ending its 148 day strike after reaching a tentative deal with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Yay! Woo. One for the unions. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, seize those means of production. Yeah, uh, boy. The decision to end the strike was unanimous among the leaders of the WGA. Uh, members of the union will vote on the tentative deal from October 2nd to October 9th and are advocating for streaming residuals and protection against AI usage in the film industry. The deal yeah. will prohibit the use of AI for writing or rewriting literary material and preventing studios from enforcing its use on writers. But writers can use AI with studio consent. Yeah, seems fair, fair enough. enough. Uh, it's a tool. Yeah, so You're am I. A tool. Hey. Yeah, look at it. Oh, oh, parallel thought. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, this is all. This is all great news. Uh, yeah. People are people. You know, are getting pay rise. People are getting residuals. Um, mm -hmm. The. Uh, uh, what was that thing I wrote out earlier? Streamers will provide viewership data to the WGA with a confidentiality agreement addressing concerns about transparency, transparency from streaming platforms. There's uh, yeah. protections against malicious cancellation of shows. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be instilling minimum staffing re requirements for writers and production uh, this is this is uh, based on episode count, which is interesting considering how short series is, 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 are days. these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is great news. Great news. Um, yeah. The um, the so the SAG AFTRA uh, sort of contingent of this, the mm -hmm. the Actors Guild, um, will uh, also be kind of led through uh, through their talks. In the wake of this as well so hopefully um mm. these folks will be you know productions will be back on track soon enough um, hopefully but, once the sag's done yeah mate uh but what does this mean for star trek <laughs> like every article what, what well what does this mean for star trek that's what um that's what every every article um, yeah. Every article I found, Hollywood Reporter, Forbes, they were all like, but what about Star Trek? What does it mean for this and yeah, that? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, well, Strange New Worlds um, was reportedly pretty much finished writing anyway. Yeah. Um, so they're just waiting for the um, actors to be able to come and shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's ready to go and might still hit 2024 back end just. Yeah, man. Yeah, hopefully Maybe. going to filming sort of. I mean, they say hopefully late October, early November, but I doubt it. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably more than likely that they'll go into production. I mean, that's the thing. Like, mm. what what are we talking Christmas breaks in in filming for TV? Like, how does that work? 
Well, they, they still have like a week um, sometimes. Yeah, maybe. They don't take, maybe. you know, December off or anything like that. And I'm sure with the studios having no content filmed over the last couple of months, they'll be desperate to get as much done as early as possible, yeah, you know, right. churn through some stuff. Um, yeah. So it, it, I think it's still likely for you know, very tail end of next year because you've got to, still got to do all the um, VFX and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, they had which the writers couldn't guide. Com- like, they'd, they'd already completed a lot of previs. Um, so. uh, but also yeah. we've got Star Trek Discovery had completed production for season five. The strike lift allows co-showrunners to oversee post-production. Yeah, I was quite surprised to actually, I actually noticed while reading for this, that like a lot of the showrunners, um, gladly yeah. went on strike as well. You know, well, the, but, if you're you know, a member of the guild, so yeah. um, Mariner, um, whatever her real life name is, um, Tony Newsom was in both guilds, so she would have been on strike through the writers guild and not being able to do any writing duties, and then she would have been on the strike through the acting guild and not being able to do any writing and acting duties. And now she's yeah. just, she's able to write again, but she can't act. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah she'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we've also got the Section 31 streaming movie starring Michelle Yao can commence pre-production. Yeah, Go for it. sure. Shoot, okay. shoot for the moon. Shoot yeah. for the moon, guys. Hmm. Uh, Work on the planned Star Trek Starfleet Academy series, including script crafting, can resume. Script crafting? Yeah. It's like sandwich artists at Subway. They can can resume the spitballing stage of of Starfleet Academy. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks uh, continued under tag contract with season mm. five scripts already in progress. So, meh. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Prodigy work on the uh, second season had been completed, but finding a new streaming home is now a priority. Uh, other developments. With the strike lifted, development for new Star Trek series can begin. Ooh. Ooh. Legacy, maybe. Get Terry Metalis. Legacy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Um... Uh, what what else what 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 could we do next oh star trek klingon academy i'd prefer klingon academy than starfleet academy as a show yeah yeah be more expensive uh, they... with prosthetics all the time but you know yeah um there may be discussions about a star we've already said that paramount plus may reassess its star trek franchise plans based on data analysis they should. They should. Yeah. They should analyze the data. Um, because the the next bullet point I've got is writing work can continue for Star Trek Four and other film projects. Maybe reassess that data first. Maybe see who gives a shit about what and then do that. Yeah. Um so yeah, as we said, the next critical step is reaching a deal with SAG-AFTRA. Actors are advocating for a living wage and compensation for their work. Great. And for their uh, faces to not just be stolen by AI and used yeah, man. as background yeah. material for everything forever on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the strikes have affected industry workers nationwide, and the strike will end once AMPTP engages in negotiations. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I've also got a little bit here. Um, NYCC 2023 impact. The strike's end may allow writers slash producers like Alex Kurtzman to attend the Star Trek Universe panel at uh, New York Comic Con for reveals and surprises. Oh, man. Imagine being presented with pins by Alex Kurtzman himself. Yeah. Could you believe it? Um, if a deal with SAG after is reached, actors could also participate in the New York Comic Con panel. Honestly, they should. They all should. Because they probably need money. <laughs> they probably need the money. And you get well, paid to go to the, that shit. So. Well, they, they can still be there and sign stuff. But they can't talk about um, shows. They can't promote shows. So they could be at Comic-Con and do all the, you know, photo booth and shit like that and spend more time signing photos and less time on a panel, really. Yeah. So right. they can still they I'm can sure. still get money. I'm sure, I'm sure that they much prefer that. Um, I'm sure they much prefer spending half the money they earn doing that on hand sanitizer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all good news. All great news. All news that makes me happy. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, big up, big up unions. Mm. Down with the establishment. Yeah, man, down with the system. Big up mm. the unions. Um, uh, oh, I've just seen a picture of Wilson Cruz. Why? Like, you have no reason to be that jacked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Like, and it, it, you know, it, if anything, it just shows striking works and unions are good. So yeah, striking works, unions are good. Lots of other, lots of other. You know, the 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 the. You know, over here in the UK, we've got the, we've had train train drivers striking, mm-hmm. train drivers striking. Um, you know, over in America, you've got like people in the automotive industry striking for various reasons. Yeah. Um, um again uh uh, people in the in the rail industry in america also thinking about striking um yeah it's all good stuff all good stuff remind the 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 people in power where the power really lies Mm. it lies on the grubby mitts of the working man yeah it's all ours you you eat your you eat your caviar in your ivory tower. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a sandwich with hands covered in motor oil. Mm. I mean, I'm not. I work from home on <laughs> in a makeshift office in my partner's walk-in changing room come closet thing. Yeah. But in Same. spirit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what we do is we muddy our hands before we eat our sandwiches at lunch. Before we walk to the kitchen and make sandwiches, we muddy our hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I go outside, rub it in some dirt. Yeah. Uh, rub it on my face. Mm. Yeah. Solidarity. Right on. Right on. Anyway, <laughs> that's the news, though. Shall we start yeah, talking the about news. the episode? The so, episode of what? Lower Decks. Oh, yeah, I remember now. 
Yeah, I remember it happened. Uh, so, Lower Decks, Season 4, Episode 5. Halfway through the season now. Um, episode title, Empathological Empath- Fallacies. That's right. Something or other. One of those, one of those words. fallacies. Yeah, yeah. One of those takes. Ethan, what did you think of it? I thought it was all right. I actually laughed out loud. Wow. Four times. Four, Four times? times. I, I laughed out loud. I actually went, ha! Ah, that's more than normal for you. That is a lot more than normal for me. Like, normally yeah. I just yeah. go, that was amusing. Yes. That was amusing. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. This I probably laughed less at this one than I did the previous one, but I thought it was a really strong episode as well. Yeah. Like, you know how normally I complain the A plot and the B plot have nothing to do with each other? Not yeah. the case here. They have a whole message that's weaved through. We get insight into a character that's not um, Boimler or Mariner. A lot of insight. A lot of insight. Yeah. Like, it looks like, like yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go into it, but like... That character is like a is like a character in the show now. I think. Yeah, and to to me that this episode felt a bit season one. You know where everyone gets the zombie virus. Mm. Um, it felt a bit like that, and because you know what, but the majority of the crew is doing, and because we're having to introduce ourselves to a, a new person, kind of. But still, very strong episode. I thought. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, Anything realized, else for non-spoilers? I just realised something else that I laughed at. I laughed at four thing, uh, five things. Look at you, Mister Humor. What's the fucking doctor called? To Anna. To Anna. To Anna. Yeah. She made me Anna. laugh. Yeah, it's a to Anna Tutlin to to this to that um, this week. To me, to you. To me, to you. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But should we um, should we move on to spoilers so we can talk about the episode then if we haven't got yeah, but... um, much in non-spoilers? Okay. In What's the Story? The Cerritos is giving free partying Betazoids a ride to Riser, but the crew is acting very strange and all emotional. Boimler is refusing to go to the party until he remembers all the crew's names. So Rutherford puts a call into Shax to put him on the program. Um, Shax's program is having Boimler join his security crew for slam poetry, charades, and board games. Meanwhile, Talin is trying to send a message to her old ship asking to come back, but communications are down. Talin is seemingly immune to whatever is affecting the rest of the crew's emotions and posits that it's the Betazoids, Betazeds, um, I never know which one uh, influencing behaviour. Oids, is it? The Zoids. Um, Zoids. Zoidbergs. Um, the Betazoids are, um, who are actually Betazoid intelligence, are under the same influence themselves and take over the ship. Captain Freeman triggers the red alert, which gets the security crew and Boimler into action, and they take back the ship. Talin finds out that she is the cause of the psychic disturbance, and after a mind meld with Mariner to steady her emotions, she explains that once she was kicked off the Vulcan ship for acting on instinct, 
um, and she feels like she isn't Vulcan enough. Mariner gives her a pep talk and says that a previous captain was illogical for sending her away when she saved the ship. That talk settles to Lynn down, which returns everyone, including the Betazoids, to normal. With everything back to normal, Shax explains to Boimler that security crew are about protecting the crew, including their emotional well-being, so the game's a, um, a way to calm him down. As a parting gift, the Betazoids give Freeman a picture of the probe that's been destroying ships all season. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Yeah, strong, strong episode. Yeah, very, very strong episode. Um, mm. I, there was a, my favourite bit was the cameo, I say cameo, but just like an extra special guest star of, of Wendy Malick. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I pulled up a name. The, it's on my screen mushes. now. I yeah. got it on my phone. I was like, I know her, I know her. And like, I was watching with my partner I know and they that. were like, who? And I was like, Wendy Malick, she, she always plays like a, like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like a, like a rich, like a rich drunk woman, a, a horny, and she's horny in this as well. Yeah, you know, she's a lush. Can't resist yeah, it. Yeah, man, I love, I love, I love a middle aged space lush. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, so what what were the um four or five pieces that you laughed at? The four or five pieces that I laughed at. Um, first, I just want to, yeah the thing that I was saying before. Um about like the the character who is now like a character in the show it's Talin like Talin it was yeah. Talin's log today yeah. Talin Talin laid a log today and like mm. yeah she's like a she's clearly a member she's part of the show she's yeah. she's a a character she's a real character uh, I can only think of two times where Trekkers kind of introduced a character midway through a show and they've been successful, mm. and and that's like one of them seven of nine um, to to bump off, you know, uh, Jessica Lean or whatever it was, um, mm. and uh, Chekhov. And Chekhov's not yeah, really a character. Chekhov, Chekhov, Chekhov. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not no, really he's a, a character though. He's a he's an accent. Yeah, he's an accent with a haircut. That's... Yeah. Oh, and I suppose book. You know, and Vance. Uh, I'll yeah, give Vance a lot, a... a lot of a lot of um, discovery. Like you know, yeah. characters have been added as they went along, and then they've they've kept them on. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the actual parts that made me actually laugh mm. um, when till when uh, uh, when Mariner points out everyone's having fun. Uh, don't worry, because don't don't be afraid, just because everyone's being weird and yelling or whatever. Mm. And, and Talin's like. This crew is always being weird and yelling. Yeah, that made me I had that, that made me chuckle. Um, when they made fun of slam poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, my partner is a poet. Yeah. So like any any time. Any anytime you can mock poetry. poetry. <laughs> um, uh, when is like, yeah, logic, bitch. Yeah. Um. To Anna, just being a fucking lunatic, <laughs> yeah. like all the time. Because we find out uh, Cation's hunted Beta Zeds, uh, Beta Zoids, uh, you know, when they were evolving or whatever. Which ni- yeah. nice detail. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but like yeah just and then when obviously when the crew like starts like losing control of their emotions and everyone's having a good time she just turns into a fucking psychopath yeah even and, more like, than normal even more than normal she's already a fucking lunatic oh she's great yeah. this episode like full on like like running up the walls and shit it's great yeah. um and then towards the end i'll say i'll i'll save the last bit cuz like we'll we'll okay. talk about the the episode a bit more and i'll i'll mention the the next bit that made me laugh um but the the um the, the element that i quite enjoyed something that i've always been a bit curious about mm-hmm. is the um the introduction into canon because everything that happens in lower decks is canon yeah um is the introduction of the BIA, the B- the Betazoid Intelligence Agency. Yeah. And they and, must be, um, you know, it must be a very good asset if you've got a functioning beta Betazoid, unlike um, Troy. You yeah. know, that they must be really good to have. Because you see them probe people's minds like um, Spock mind-raping um, What's-Her-Face in Undiscovered Country. It's just like, oh yeah. no, don't read my mind, and like, I'm gonna, boom, boom, boom. yeah, um, yeah, or the, uh, you know, the Inquisitor from the Drumhead, you know, mm. sniffing out yeah. whether or not people are lying, uh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, interesting stuff, and then obviously it's funny that they're all, that they're, they're yoga pants wearing, um, you know, Charlie's Angels milfs. Loved that. Yeah. I love a love a yoga milf. Um, did did you um think it was them? Because I, I I was well suckered into thinking it was definitely them um behind yeah. it all. Um because yeah. you see them, you know, to be doing looks at each other and um yeah. going, Oh, they're onto us. Yeah. yeah. I expected the reason why the communications were down was because they knew that, like, three um, horny, middle-aged Betazoid women were coming to to the ship, so they had to, like, go, you know, blackout communications because, like... Yeah. We have to we have to keep this <laughs> we have, we have to, to keep this it. shit on lockdown. We have to contain the madness that's about to erupt um, yeah. when these three horny betazoids come. Um, mm. And it is but, kind of a trope yeah. having a an older horny betazoid as well with um, um, Luxana. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was suckered into that um, very heavily. Yeah. Uh, uh... But yeah, then it turning out that it was Bendai syndrome, that it was mm. um, Talin with Bendai with Talin, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was weird because I was like, "Wait, is she dying? Does that mean she's dying?" Yeah. Can you get like a bit of Bendai syndrome? Uh, she, well, apparently, is it early, or... early onset, early onset Bendai syndrome. Is she dying, or is it like one day, that's going to be the thing that kills her? I don't know. I think it might just be a catch-all for Vulcans who can't control their emotions, really, and pass it on to other people, maybe. have it so strong that maybe. they... Yeah. Yeah, so, maybe. Because 
last time we saw that, as as you know, but other people out there might not, it was um, Sarek, as they say in the episode, just before he dies, um, and then he passes his emotions on to Picard so he can function and do one last diplomatic thing. <laughs> I love you! Acting! Acting! Oh, such acting! Such yeah. acting! Acting! Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the yard the yard margs as um, community would call them the yard margaritas um, that they're yeah. drinking. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be another another thing for the for the Star Trek um, cocktail menu. Yeah, Bajoran. Oh, definitely Bajoran iced tea or whatever. Uh, not Bajoran, yeah. Betazoid iced tea. Mm. I think it's interesting when everyone else was going crazy and, you know, uh, weeping in a corner or smashing stuff or getting it on. Um, even though there's um, shippers for Rutherford and Tendi, those two definitely aren't getting it on at all. Um, nope. Yeah, there's, there's no. that. No, man, uh, they were doing a human pyramid. Hmm. Uh, yeah, human pyramid. We used to do human pyramids at um, punk shows when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, we would do like a human pyramid in front of the band, and then someone, s- sometimes me, would cannonball Count into on. it. Yeah. Just cannonball into it, sometimes multiple people, and then the human pyramid would collapse onto the band as they were playing. Um, fucking such good such good times man such good times such good Um, so much pain yeah so the um, my my favourite scene in in the episode though was was Talyn and um, Mariner just in a cupboard yeah yeah because as you say you know it's an episode where it's about getting to know a bit more of Talyn and the rest of the crew don't know she was kicked off the Vulcan ship for being emotional or whatever or acting on instinct. Um, we found out she's 62, still looking a babe. Um, yeah, man. I even like, you know, they animate it so she sits on her knees like a Japanese style or whatever. Um, and it's just, you know, she's still very orderly, even through this yeah. breakdown or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, she is Vulcan. You know, even if she mm. is so emotional, that yeah. so emotional that she got frustrated that she couldn't send it. Sorry, I'm trying to plug something in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I always think it's funny, like, the you know, when we see a, a Vulcan, like, lose control of their emotions, mm. completely lost control when, when, like, all they did was got a bit frustrated um, at a completely understandable inconvenience. Well, it, it's not just the... So I think maybe people who want to detract from the episode are just going to say, oh, she couldn't send an email and that spread it to the rest of the crew. But when um, Spock's mum dies, he doesn't spread it to the rest of the crew. They'll, they'll use that like, oh, why doesn't it work elsewhere in canon? But it's it's not just that piece as well. It's It's being kicked off this ship um 
of her peers yeah. and being told, you know, she's not acting Vulcan and stuff like that. That, you know, it's um, Buckaroo or whatever. It's it's the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. is not being yeah. able to send an email. It's a snowball effect. Um, yeah. You know, as someone with ADHD, um, I totally understand the frustration that comes from, like, you know, being at work, you know, working in hospitality. There's loads of shit going on. This is happening. This customer's pissed off. I fucked that up. I fucked this up. And then you spill, um, you spill a drink. And the first thought that comes into your mind is, I'm a fucking... Yeah. I should die. It's, it's easy to... Um put shit on yourself isn't it you know when you're not in the right frame of mind and it's it's a whole episode about you know we can get onto the message in a bit but it's an episode about um framing stuff and having the right frame of mind and you know looking after you up here as well Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah because if you don't Um, look after yourself you know it affects the way you treat others man yeah should we talk about uh, the uh, B plot? So it's sure. it's a lot shorter this this episode, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. the Boimler security he he's desperately trying to remember everyone's names, and there's that species where it's what is it? It's like Sleepy Morg or Sleepy Marg, the one he can't remember. Uh, They're all called uh, Marg. Uh, Morgs. Yeah. Morg for Morg. Um, and he gets put in the program. The program. The program. Which takes him down to the lower, lower decks. You know, some uh, things we barely see. The lower, lower decks in any show, really. And in um, there, I think it's... That's where, I think that's where Lorca was hiding um, the Tardigrade. Yeah. And it's... The only thing I can remember where they switch into a different corridor type, other than um, I think it's Good Shepherd in Voyager where Janeway picks on free crew members from the lower, lower decks and she's like, I'm going to yeah. make you good people. And they're really like really tight tiny, and fine. Really tiny little, little corridor on like yeah. the very bottom of the ship. The windows mm. are down there. Like, yeah. Uh, there's that oh, one, cool. and then I, I, I remember that episode. It's great. And then in Nemesis, um, the the customary Riker fight, you know, when he tackles Ron Perlman, um, yeah. he goes into those big lower decks as well. Mm. So we're, we have seen lower lower decks before, but yeah, it's just to keep this slam poetry reading in peace, really. Um, yeah, where it fucking. <laughs> Where it yeah. belongs. Where it belongs. Oh. Partner's going to come in, slap you. It's fine. It's fine. No, they'll <laughs> just write... They'll just... They'll just write a fucking poem. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my uh, partner's poetry is very good. <laughs> They've yeah. won awards. They've published. They, they they put one out um, shortly after having a uh, latest kid, I saw. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Loads. They put them out all the time. When it mm. comes to Napo Rimo or National mm. Poetry Writing Month, I get to see them every day. 
<laughs> and you're thrilled with that. Yeah. I am. It's great. It's yeah. great. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's slam poetry about Worf. There's charades where um, whatever he is, is miming being Odo going into a bucket, um, which I thought was, was good as well. Um I could I could I could do that. Just show me a fucking toilet. Yeah. <laughs> now that would be Captain's log again. Um, hey. And and throughout this, you know, Boimler's getting frustrated thinking that he's, you know, getting security trained or whatever or he should be. Yeah. Why aren't you is this all you do down here is do poetry and charades and stuff like that? And mm -hmm. suddenly it's red alert from above and they all storm and take phases and big phases um, yeah. and run up. Yeah, it's the yeah. thing. It's like, this is, you know, this is kind of, you can tell it kind of feels like it's kind of wasting time a little bit. Mm. Um, and, uh, I, you know, work, work, work all the time. It's not good for the mind, man. That rhymed. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no it's spreading quick take it out uh, to the partner make them include it in the next one uh, but like I, I, like it reminds me of a, a line from uh, scrubs mm. in the first season it's like the only bit of wisdom that i've ever like actually kept hold of when uh when jd starts like hanging out with a patient who's dying and she yeah. says to him like when was the last time you did something for yourself in fact mm. When was the last time you did nothing? Yeah. Sat on just the grass. Sat on the, just sat on the grass and stared at the clouds. Like, that's, mm. you know, that's the thing, you know. Uh, and, you know, the a security team on a ship, presumably, has to be very good. And, you know, in order to be good at what you do, you got to work hard, play hard, baby. Mm. Uh, and it... and, and in, this, in this instance, play hard includes board games with with your bros yeah and it reminds me of the tng episode called lower decks do you remember that yeah. where there's the bajoran um woman that wharf is mentoring and he mm. you know takes her down and because it's wharf it's like a, a different sort of lesson and he just blindfolds her and then starts attacking her and she goes eventually she goes you know this isn't fair and just takes it off and he's like ah good lesson learned <laughs> so they are handing out life lessons the security teams um a fair bit yeah. so yeah i did i, I did like, like Shex. it Shex is a big softy yeah Shex is a big softy so obviously like you know his his uh his play hard is you know kind of dorky mm. like but like a lot of like a lot of starfleet as i've said before starfleet is full of dorks yeah including shacks and I like when they when they do storm the bridge, and the Betazoids are trying to shut them down. And there's um, one female security officer at least, and she's just dodging every hit. And the Betazoid tries to shut down her brain. She's going, "I can't, I can't get you. You're too um, level or something chill. like that." And she's like, "Yeah, that's what slam poetry does." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, why does my mic not pick up clicking? 
It's all right. Yeah. It doesn't have to. the The whole point is like when lots of people are doing it. Yeah. It's it makes like a. It kind of sounds like a like a. Honestly, it kind of sounds like a really like low monkey chatter. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. It is a yeah. cool sound. Rather than when clapping you're, when you're in it. I've been. I've yeah. been. I've been to You've a been. couple. You've seen it. I've seen a couple. Um, I've done it. It's instead of applause. Yeah. Because it maintains the chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that then after everything's gone down, we kind of get a conversation with um, him and Boimler pretty much on those sorts of topics where it's, you know, we're just not, what did you think security did? Just fire at stuff all day? You know, we're looking after your well-being, including your, what does he say? It doesn't sound, say mental well-being. It's emotional sure well-being. Like your mind is secure. Yeah. You're ensuring the security of your state of mind. Great. Yeah. And it kind of makes me go, God, these guys are better than Deanna again. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's an episode where you have Betazoids on and go like, oh, the Betazoid um, uh, intelligence agency agents are better than Deanna. Ah, oh, um, yeah. Shax is better at mentoring than Shax Deanna. A, yeah, Shax is a better counselor than Deanna. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked how the um, the so here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. The um, why why would they like so the 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 uh, the Betazoid agents take over the ship. Mm -hmm. Shit's going down. Right, we need to go back to Betazoid. Let's barrel straight through the Romulan neutral zone. Well, I think they're just Wait. taking the, the shortest route, so cutting off a, a peninsula of whatever Romulan space. Would they, because could they're... they maybe like block out like if a, if a romulan ship sees them they just jedi mind trick them into not seeing them maybe yeah i maybe mean they do it who all knows time. yeah who knows what three of them together could do the betazoid yeah. should be like a real force maybe that's why they were um attacked very heavily in the dominion war you mm, know because they were maybe. a force um mm. i mean it would make sense that like what with them seemingly being the first like race to sort of cotton on to the fact that there's a that there's a a ship going around fucking people up yeah yeah so finally now our crew knows because we've just been we've had what three or four instances of watching this ship destroy stuff and it hasn't really tied in very well with the overall season so far um but now it's oh, we were transporting these people. And I think that was a bit, it's kind of a bit dodgy because it's like, oh, we were transporting them from Angel One, a pleasure planet, um, you know, from TNG, uh, the one where women rule and Riker tries to get it off with the, um, yeah, man. I don't know, queen to rise. Planet and it's of like the tall chicks and the tiny twinks. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're transporting them to Rise, and I'm like, if they were real security agents, wouldn't they be traveling between, I don't know, not pleasure planets? Hey, that's the best. That's that's. I just finished watching the Americans. Mm. Um, that's where you get all the information. 
Yeah. In the in the boudoir, in the bedroom. In the boudoir. That's where you, that's where you you know you lure someone in, you seduce them, and then you're like, so, what are all your secrets? Where do you keep the documents? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they could do all that without fucking anyone. They they could just be like, mum, 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 mum. they could all Professor they X do. someone. Maybe they do. Yeah. Maybe mm. Professor X does. Yeah. I mean, he might have to. Well, he's a dodgy bastard, so... Yeah. Bloody Professor X. Um, um, the, and then... the next thing, the, the the final thing that I laughed at... Romulans? Um, I forgot. Uh, there was, yeah, it was the Romulans. Yeah. Um, when they get... When they fly up to the neutral zone and then mm. turn around and then it cuts to the Romulans on the deck and they're all like, ah. Yeah. What a it, do, it does seem like any time anyone went into like the neutral zone or Romulan space, it was like, oh my God, how did this Romulan ship get on us so quickly? <laughs> and they, by the look of it, they're just waiting, they they're cloaked, waiting yeah, they for lurk. people to cross. Let's go lurk yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, and that uh, like I also a... laughed at um, uh, Shax when he's like, come on guys, let's go resist an occupation. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, Shax is probably my favorite of like the the upper decker crew, um, easily, I'd say. Because who else? Freeman, Shax and Taana together yeah. are, are my favorite. But Taana is definitely my favorite. She's like I say, she's a fucking lunatic. I love her. Yeah, I like the you know. Oh, don't worry about Tahana. We we gave her a um, warm glass of milk or warm saucer of milk. It cooled her right down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to say on the episode then? Uh, nah. Nah, just strong episode, really. Yeah, good episode. Um, good fun episode. I think is it next week we've got oh we've got Ferengis. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So it's the episode cool. with Rom and um. Whatever her face is. Uh, what's the Dabo girl? Leela. Leela. Lita, isn't it? Lita. Lita. Um, so, yeah, we've got that one next week, which should be another good one because it's it's getting to know what Ferengi culture is now with Rom as the... Um, uh, what was Zek? Grand Nagus. Grand Nagus. My brain is clearly shutting down. Mm. <laughs> um, brain. Presumably we'll get another cold open with some Ferengi lower deckers making some jokes about commerce yeah. and capitalism. And being destroyed. Trying to um, yeah. capture the ship to auction it off and be destroyed. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, um, but we did get some Ferengi this week, didn't we? In the very short trek. Oh, we did indeed. Let's go on to the short trek. I, I couldn't even... I didn't even get that you were, um, you I'm know, uh, transitioning us on. Yeah. I'm in Shimmerman, wasn't it? So smooth. Um, uh, so, yeah. That, uh, friggin' guest star... Friggin' wall-to-wall -wall guest stars in this one. Yeah. Holodex all the way down is the episode yeah, this man. week. Of very very short treks or very short treks, um, and it kind of plays on and fucks over the um, 
the, Riker the Rick and watching. Morty. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, it's basically the joke from Rick and Morty. It's the punchline from that episode of Rick and Morty. Mm. Um, but it, it's the that punchline with the setup of the ending of Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we see Malcolm Reed, voiced by whatever his face is. Um, Yay! Colin Trenere. Um, on the annex it's Reed. Uh, and you know shit goes down and we see then oh it's a holodeck of Riker and Troy and Riker saying well you know what I'll I'll tell Captain Picard about the Pegasus and stuff like that so it's slightly different than what ha- actually happened in the episode yeah and then we go up another layer and it's Quark selling Garrick you know, oh, they're very lifelike holograms because you'll need this to uh, get the Romulans into war, which is, yeah. again, slightly different than the episode. Yeah. And um, then it goes up another one. It? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as we go, guest stars. So, we, you know, um, we had Malcolm, we had Tri- Troy and Riker, we had Quark and Garrick. Um then we go up another level to lower decks and they're going, oh my God, this is how, you know, the Romulans were brought into the Dominion War then. So that must yeah. be common knowledge um, in this non-canon so. series. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that must be how they did it um, because they don't know any other way of how it might have happened. Yeah. Um, which goes up a level to Prodigy. Um, yeah. And... It's just the one guest star, I think, from Prodigy yeah, Zero. Yeah, um, Zero, but it was really weird that, like, mm. a the, weird the... mixture of the uh, those two animation styles do not sit next to each other. They can't, no. they, don't, they don't fit. So everything else is in TAS style, except for Lower Decks and Prodigy, really. Yeah. And then Prodigy, it's just... 2D cutouts of the 3D models and they do this yeah. and then they've set their eyes to blink. So someone just on the 2D animation side has done that very quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's good to have acknowledgement that Prodigy exists. Yeah. Hey, remember and, uh, this thing? You like well, this thing, don't you? Do, do you know why they might remember this thing? It's because the person who made this episode is one of the exact producers of Prodigy. So I'm sure they were like, no, we'll have my show in there, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, then that goes up another level, and it's the animated series Sulu um, yeah. saying, you know, was, oh, no, was this is George ridiculous. Takei? Was that George Takei? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. He was announced on the cast list of the whole series, yeah, so I imagine I it's I him. I remembered that. I just I wasn't sure. Sometimes, sometimes I imagine things. Yeah. And then up another level, it's Saru. Yeah. Um, played by Doug Jones. Up another level, it's Hemmer, played by um, Bruce Horax. Mm. Uh, up another level, it's Neelix in bed, putting down his bedtime Ethan story, Phillips? which is all these levels of... Ethan, 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 Ethan Phillips. Phillips. And then is Ethan. His name is Ethan. I know someone else who's called him. Um, and then we're up uh, a final level and we see one amalgamated merged person who is Malcolm <laughs> Riker, Spock, Ahura, Topol. 
Um, yeah, and that, <laughs> whatever, like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Kind of like, what's happening here? This can't be real. And then yeah. the computer's saying, like, oh, what? what is this? End program. Like, what do you mean, end program? You're the computer. <laughs> you are the program. Yeah. Uh. And then we hear it shut off for another, like, go up another <laughs> layer, but we don't see the other layer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th this is... I. I for me, this is the funniest one yet, and by that it's I mean the probably the one. only funny the one so far. Absurd. Definitely yeah. the most absurd. Didn't rely on um, like slapstick. Yeah. Or uh, or bogeys. Yeah. Um, and good to well, see, think, you know, yeah. having um, the NX in a TAS style as well. What a shame we didn't, you know, continue and do season five in animation, if nothing else. Oh, that would have been good. That would yeah. have been good. I, I think, yeah. Um, could, do you reckon they could do, like, because, like, we've obviously we've got, like, in terms of the three animated series, well, four now, I guess, if you count very short tracks, but, but like, mm. the animated series, Prodigy, Lower Decks... Probably. What's Prodigy? I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It was that thing they talked about in this episode of Very Short Treks. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, um, like, do you reckon they could ever do a Star Trek animated series that was, that was actually like a Star Trek series? Because, like, you know, the, TAS and Prodigy are, like, you know, Star Trek for kids. Uh mm. Lower Decks is supposed to be a Star Trek comedy. It's supposed yeah. to be. It's supposed to be. Uh, it gets there it sometimes. Often, you laugh. It often is. And often yeah. is. I laughed a bunch this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, do you reckon we could ever have like a, an animated series that was just like a like a, a through and through like Star Trek show? I think you could. I think they'd want to shift styles again, so not do the same animation as Lower Decks or TAS or Prodigy. <gasps> anime. Anime, or... You know how, like, the DC animated, um, most of their films are in, like, that kind of, mm. like, blocky style? I could see something like that come out, and it'd be like, oh, this is... Um... It would still be pitched at, you know, younger adults, I think. Yeah. So, twenties at most. Mm. But yeah, I, I could I could see it happening. It'd be a way to get the Enterprise crew back, considering um, they are slightly aging out of the roles. You know, now they've actually got wrinkles on their face. God forbid. Uh, <laughs> all the smooth, Ugh, incredibly smooth disgusting. people. Disgusting. Disgusting. You might even get to pull back for it because she's not going to come back to acting um, no, for for Star no. Trek, but she might do VO yeah. from her home. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. From her mansion. Isn't, from her she, mansion. Like, didn't she marry fucking filthy rich? Fucking oh, good yes. on you. Fucking yeah. good on you, Jolene. Get fucking yeah, man. Marry rich. It's the but dream, yeah. man. It's the dream. That's what that was. That was what my that was what my dad's dream for me was. <laughs> yeah. My dad oh, years ago. I'll tell mm. this story and then we could probably finish. 
what you want to do, lad. Right? This is what you want to do. Right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a dual citizen. I've got an American passport. I can go to America whenever I want and live there if I want. I don't need to get a green card or anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to get yourself to America. You want to get yourself a job as a fucking au pair. Mm-hmm. Start looking after the kids for some rich, for some rich older woman. Yeah. Seduce her and marry her. Become a stay-at-home dad. That's the dream. what I. That. But then he said, then he, but not like not. That's the dream. It was sort of like. That's what I envisioned for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. That's what my dad thought was the most I could attain. Hey, you know, if you if you manage to marry a um, billionaire heiress or whatever, yeah, I, I, I'd right. I'd be after be that, right. you know. Hey man, I'm hey. currently surfing surfing my partner's coattails. Yeah, which See means it's just me divider? free at the. This isn't my room yeah. divider. Which means it's just me free at the moment for any um, billionaire heiresses that are watching this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll. If any, if any billionaire heiresses come to ask me if I can look after their kids, I'll send them your way. Forward them on to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but on on that um, on that requests slash bombshell. Then should we uh, should we call it? <laughs> so yeah that's it for us this week if you want to do all the normal things youtubers request so and podcasters like subscribe tell a friend leave a comment comment leave leave us leave us comments yeah Uh, tell us um, start making dummy accounts to to fake interaction (laughs) tell us if you know any billionaire heiresses that would be interested um so and uh we we probably will put something on the socials again at some point um so follow us on there um but other than that it's just time for for ethan to say uh live long and prosper motherfuckers and peace and long life double dumbasses